This is the Busy Blokes Podcast with Jake Batrick and Christian Huggins. G'day, welcome to the Busy Blokes Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8, where we give you health hacks, tips and tricks that will have you feeling healthier, happier and stronger than ever. We're coming to you this season from the Digital Loop Podcast Studio on Beaufort Street here in Mount Lawley. It's going to be open to everyone in April of 2023, but we're lucky enough to be recording in here early because... We're absolute legends. If you're a content creator or a freelancer, make sure you get in touch with the Digital Loop team and they'll sort you out. Check out their social pipes at Digital Loop Australia. Speaking of flat stink legends, health coach extraordinaire Christian Huggins joins me as always. How are you, big fella? Mate, I'm on I'm on cloud nine. Uh, wedding on Saturday was an absolute dream. I'm uh, officially hitched. Um, it was a mad dash to the finish line, like pretty much just hectic few weeks. And I was working up until about an hour and a half before the actual <laughs> wedding, just trying, get, just trying to get shit sorted. Um, I was completely fine up until that point, you know, mind occupied, just getting the jobs done and stuff. And then I had a had a shower and shared a drink with the boys, the groomsmen, um, and then started getting real nervous from there. I think I just hate the thought of all the attention, like kind of being, it wasn't like I was nervous to get married. Obviously it was exactly what I wanted to do, but it was that whole culmination of everything we'd put into um, like all the preparation we'd done, everything setting up and then standing in front of like a hundred plus odd people, you know what I mean? And everyone's eyes on you. I'm like, fuck. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was such an awesome day and night shared with just the best people. Um, and now we just get to enjoy kind of being in our bubble and enjoy being in the home now, which is awesome. So hang on, you had a shower and a beer with the boys. So you had a shower, comma, shared a beer with the boys. I showered with the boys then. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of those jokes were going around that night, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Had a shower, solo, had yeah. a solo shower, then shared a drink with the boys. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure sure. we were on the right, the right page. Yeah. Um, cause I know last week we spoke about shower thoughts and <laughs> just bring people on for the ride. Yeah, correct. Just have a little, yeah, brainstorm. Um, mate, congratulations. Cause it was a phenomenal night, magical night. Um, you and Soph absolutely nailed it. Um, no, it was a huge, huge effort to get there mm. in the end, but, um, mate, you killed it. I, um, I didn't hear a bad thing about the night, so oh, that's always good news. <laughs> not one bad thing. Yeah. It was all positive, yeah. and um, no, mate, congratulations. It was a, yeah, it was an absolute ripper night. Yeah, I just kind of wish um, I got to have more of the food. I literally didn't <laughs> eat like all night because <laughs> we had a uh, uh, for the listeners, we had a Mr. Whippy van there. Didn't get any ice cream. Um, had a food truck there. Only tasted like one thing yeah. out of that whole thing. Had an awesome grazing board. Had lots of good drinks and stuff like that. But yeah, probably the one thing I regret is not eating more of the delicious, tasty morsels that were coming out of that food truck. I think the funniest thing that happened was Billy and Dylan were trying to get into the um, into the platter, and <laughs> one of the photographers was like. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. We're going to get some photos of it first. So come back in a few minutes. They came back like eight minutes later, the whole thing hoovered up. Oh, no. <laughs> you should have seen the look on Billy's face. Oh, no. Absolutely filthy. Oh, sorry, Bill. Um, which was hilarious in hindsight. Uh, mate, the food was good. I had a little bit of it. Nice. Um, the fosh and chops yes. was particularly sensational. Um, what else do I have? I'm trying to memory's a little foggy. Yeah, a little. There was foggy. the bow buns. There was some chicken bow buns. Tacos. Was sick. There was a little vegetarian um, dude, uh, vegetarian uh, 
dish there as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the dirty chips or loaded chips. Oh, or the dirty like chips. That. They were phenomenal. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what I. That's what I did have, and that was fucking awesome. Yep. Well done. Well done. Um, I just want to. We'll keep talking wedding um, for a little bit because I got some really funny. Um, oh tidbits come out of it um who was the celebrant uh, his name was chris 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 yeah. um you had a bit of trouble with your name I know. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked up a fair few times i felt bad it was like he was more nervous than we were yeah yeah call me christine call me christina <laughs> <laughs> like three times yeah he's like he had his little um folder there with all this stuff written on it and it was like size 32 font <laughs> <laughs> teleprompter <laughs> um he was so great though like i've, yeah. I've been to a couple of weddings and um oh, he was a sweetheart he, he was, was such a sweetheart yeah. like super genuine guy yeah um <laughs> i don't know he was a bit older yeah. it was almost like you were getting married by your dad or something <laughs> <laughs> like, which i think is reassuring yeah it's like you know it's quite an adult thing to do yeah like, I, I sort of don't engage sometimes that i am nearly 30 and an adult like <laughs> i still feel like a kid a yeah. lot of the time yeah. and like Getting married is such a big grown-up thing to do. So to have a big grown-up there to, <laughs> yeah. to officiate married, things, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really reassuring. Yeah. Uh, the best, best man, David Huggins, oh, yeah. your brother. Killed it. Killed it. killed it. Um, we were just about to leave um, on the bus and um, he was walking around with Powerade powder <laughs> trying to fill up everyone's <laughs> bottles with the electrolytes <laughs> just to give us a head start yeah, on the next day. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, he loves it. He, does, he does that no matter what, but um, like on, on our nights out and stuff, we'll get home and he'll just like literally fill a cup with like 13 hydrolytes and hand it out yeah. to everyone. Um, <laughs> but I didn't expect him to do it at a wedding of yeah. all those people. And he had a little Powerade powder. He was so <laughs> proud of it. Oh, so sick. It's like the whole time leading up to the wedding, that was his big moment. Yeah. <laughs> Not the speech, not the best man speech. Oh, <laughs> he was yeah. handing out the power. Which, and he, he pulled up, I think, worse than anyone the next day. Yeah, even with all he the power. He forgot aid. to power aid himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no joke, he was like passed out. He slept on the couch on the inside of the house, and then the next morning we had like a big brekkie with like yeah. all the family and the groomsmen, and all the other people that were there. So it was like. 20 something 25 people there in the in that big living area yeah making so much noise and he was just passed out on the couch just slept through went the whole through thing. out went through up every now and then someone would wake him up and give him a high five and say good day and he would just yeah. like look up bleary eyed and then kind yeah. of close him and fall back asleep yeah. and i was like oh, <laughs> poor fella oh no best best man um the uh dirty dancing came on the song <laughs> yeah I can't remember the title of the song. Um, remind had me. the time of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. how the actual name of it is, but yeah, Correct. So, Soph's favourite movie. Correct. And um, you couldn't participate in the, in the lift, <laughs> in the dirty dancing lift. <laughs> a cooked shoulder. You got a cooked shoulder. So there was like six or seven of the boys. <laughs> lifting so just lifting so far, like in a mosh pit. Yeah, she was crowd surfing. Yeah. That was so sick. We got some good photos. Good, good footage of the whole day, I think. Like there's a good collection of everyone who's taken – Photos and videos, but then there was a photographer there who absolutely crushed it with with yeah. her her pictures. She's already sent us a few, which we we're very happy with. Um, and then we also had a videographer, so um, we will uh, we'll have a look at that when it comes out. And I'm really excited <laughs> to watch all the speeches again and look at all yeah. the stuff that I may have missed. Unreal. Um, I had to go bowling the next day, hungover, <laughs> yeah, which terrible. was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I was talking to you before we got in here today that. Um, I didn't have one of those hangovers where you like feel sick. Mm. Just, I just had no motor skills. Yeah, like, I couldn't <laughs> button up a shirt. Yeah. Like I was just in all sorts. And 
going bowling, like, was just not what I needed to do. Gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter ball. I think me and um, me and Chloe came last and second last yeah, um, just because we had no motor skills. <laughs> <laughs> so that was interesting. But that was my big sister's birthday, Zoe. Um, so 35 now, which is just bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. That, Everyone's um, getting on. We're all it's freaking like, me out. getting old, but, hey, we're going to have heaps of longevity. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get used to it. Yeah. Um, now I forgot to rate last week's food, so stay tuned. Yes, I talked about we talked about it a little bit. The beef but ribbies, it's got some big, pork. No, no, pork ribbies. Pork ribs. Got some pork, pork on our fork, didn't we? We did, and um, I forgot to give it a rating out of ten. So uh, that is a that's a big announcement to come <laughs> later in the, later in the, <laughs> the episode. Clue, the clues there, yeah. Um, mate, yeah, well done on the wedding. Thank you. But um, we're flat sticks, so we should probably get stuck down to business. Let's do it. Radio Gossa Hormones Masterclass. Yeah, yeah. I am not an expert <laughs> in this area. Yeah, I thought I thought we could do something a little bit different. We did have, remember, we had that um, survey we sent out at the end of season one. This was something that uh, someone requested: is to just dive a bit deeper into kind of mm. um, hormonal health and you know men and women hormones and stuff like that. Um, so I thought I could pick a few out that we we have maybe skimmed over in a couple of the other episodes. I may have mentioned a couple of them, you know. Hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin. You've got cortisol, which is the stress yep. hormone, melatonin, the sleep. So I've touched on them. And there's a few extra ones that I thought I could bring to people's attention. Um, but first of all, most people like yourself, you might even think, what the fuck are hormones? <laughs> yeah. um, but hormones are your body's chemical messengers and they're produced by what are called endocrine glands. So endocrine is just a fancy word for hormone, hormone gland. Yep. Um, and there's a fair few glands, but the major ones are the pituitary, pineal, thymus, thyroid, adrenal, pancreas, testes, and ovaries. So these little chemical boys that are sent out, they flow through your bloodstream and they tell your body what to do and when to do it essentially. Yeah, right. So I like to think of them as like a key and a lock. So you can imagine that hormones are a key and hormone receptors are a very specifically shaped lock. And you've got all of these kind of receptors around your body. The key gets released, it travels around, tries to find that lock to unlock. And as soon as it finds the one, goes in there and unlocks that process. So something starts happening, whether more hormones are released or whatever you have, whatever have you. So these hormones affect heaps of different processes through like uh, growth and development, um, sexual function, hunger, uh, cognition and mood, metabolism, your sleep, weight cycle and more. And uh, scientists have discovered like over 50 hormones. There's heaps that play 50. there. Yeah. And they pretty much trying to dictate how you feel, how you behave, what you think and do and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, super, super powerful. It takes only a very, very tiny, minuscule amount to cause huge changes in your body. And while your body kind of carefully, naturally balances your hormones and through specific lifestyle changes and practices you can give your body like a helping hand to do what it does naturally having too much or too little of a certain hormone um, can lead to some pretty gnarly health problems down the road so just before we get into today's episode we have to kind of do this little spiel but we aren't doctors and this isn't meant to be interpreted whatsoever as medical advice so if you feel like you have any kind of hormone and this goes for probably most of our episodes as well you know what i mean it's not medical yeah. advice no one takes it as gospel but with hormones in particular and this kind of health, if you feel like you have hormonal imbalances, please talk to a licensed medical professional about any kind of chronic disease or health conditions related to hormonal health. Um, if you've got any like symptoms, um, it's important to go to your GP because they can order tests to help you uncover what is causing those symptoms. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. So the first hormone we're going to talk about today is called insulin. 
So insulin is a hormone made by the pancreas that allows your body to use sugar from carbohydrates for energy or to store for future use, which is why it's called sometimes the fat storage hormone. So pretty much you can imagine insulin, you eat a, a meal, sugar, your blood sugar gets spiked, your pancreas lets insulin out and insulin grabs the sugar and like spikes it into the cells. To be, <laughs> just grabs it and just pushes it into the cells yeah. to be used to, uh, for, for energy straight away or for, to store it in the fat cells um, for, later, for later use as well. So in type 1 diabetes, people produce little or no insulin because the cells that produce insulin have been destroyed by the body's immune system. So that's why it's known as an autoimmune condition. The body thinks that it's an invader and it attacks and kills pretty much those those things. So um, that's why they have to then inject themselves with insulin to maintain, maintain normal blood sugar levels. In type 2 diabetes, the body might make enough insulin early on in life, um, but through really poor diet, excess, excess, excess sugar, little to no physical activity, being overweight or obese, the body doesn't respond to insulin effectively. Um, and then if you keep doing, going down that path, you, be, you can become pre-diabetic, which means your blood sugar is just abnormally high, mm-hmm. or abnormally higher than the normal person. Um, and then if you don't do anything about that, you can become diabetic from there. So that's why it's called type 2 diabetes. It means you develop it later in life. What's a real trip is that it used to be called late adult onset diabetes, right. but because kids started getting it, so early they had to call it type 2 diabetes. Debunked it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because like, no. well, we've got such shit lifestyles now. Yeah. That's what trips me out. It's like it used to be something that oh, adults okay, got. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah so yeah. adults got it later in life, but then it was like, oh, crap. All now these kids, kids who, yeah, who are surviving off fucking Coke and like lollies and muffins and cakes and stuff, they're yeah. starting to get diabetes early in life, so they had to call it type 2 diabetes. Jeez. Um, and some some people can be more predisposed to getting type 2 diabetes through like some genetics and stuff, but it's pretty much largely lifestyle factors that um, determine whether you're going to get type 2 diabetes. So with insulin, it's all about managing or stabilizing your blood sugar levels and remaining what we call insulin sensitive. So the best ways to remain insulin sensitive and manage your blood sugar levels are before a meal, doing 30 to 60 seconds of movement. So I kind of talk about this when I do my, um, we talk about like the ways to avoid holiday weight gain. I'm like 30, to 60 seconds of just running on the spot or doing some jumping jacks, or doing some pissy squats in the toilet, wherever it might be. Maintaining or sta- stabilizing your blood sugar levels, you can consume adequate fiber. So things like apples, bananas, oats, peas, black beans, Brussels sprouts, avocados and the like. Um, drinking diluted apple cider vinegar and using cinnamon in your cooking. Both of those can help stabilize blood sugar. Um, consuming less refined carbs and less uh, sugar as well. Building muscle is a really good way to remain insulin sensitive. So the more muscle you have on the body, um, the more places or cells that insulin can spike the sugar into, if that makes sense. So we call it like it acts as like a glucose sink. It sucks up all that excess sugar. So the more muscle you have on the body, the better. Um, strength training, um, using that stored up energy or glucose in your muscles, and then also sends a signal that energy should go there and not fat tissue. Um, studies showed, I think I might've mentioned this maybe a couple of weeks ago, but going for just a two to five minute walk after meals can help stabilize your blood sugar. Standing for longer periods after your meals rather than sitting. So after lunch, if you get the opportunity to do like a standing desk at work or something like that, it's good to do that for 60 to 90 minutes. Um, eating mindfully and slowly and also taking cold showers. All of those things can help maintain and uh, stabilize your blood sugar levels. I've noticed in a lot of our recipe of the week recipes, cinnamon mm-hmm. is in Nearly all of them. There's I a think. couple in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I reckon it's not in the goat's cheese pasta. No, um, but at least the last four that I've done. Yeah, is cinnamon. 
Yeah. And then so before before meals that don't contain that, you can have a diluted shot of, shot of apple cider vinegar. Yeah. So in the morning, that's what I'll do. So, you know, wake up, um, I'll pour a little hot lemon water with some sea salt in there to replace the sodium electrolytes and also a shot of apple cider vinegar. And what that does is it starts to stimulate the digestion and also um, helps main t- uh, manage that blood sugar spike that I'm going to get for my smoothie bowl that I'm going to have yep. or my eggs that I'm going to have or whatever it might be. The next one is melatonin. So this is your master sleep hormone that's produced by the pineal gland in your brain. So as the sun goes down, your brain ramps up melatonin levels to prepare you for sleep. So as discussed in our sleep, uh, like the two sleep episodes from season one, modern society doesn't lend itself well to letting our bodies know that it's light time, uh, nighttime. Sorry. So we stare into our screen, we leave all the fucking lights on in the house, we work until late on our computers, all of which shine that blue light into our eyes, face and skin, but we also eat very late and all that as well. So all of this messes with our melatonin levels and our circadian rhythm and negatively impacts sleep quality. So if our body doesn't know that it's nighttime, uh, it doesn't produce adequate amounts of melatonin uh, ready for a deep and restorative sleep. So again, we've got those two sleep episodes from last season that'll help you with heaps of ideas, but just mm. to kind of um, summarize um, how to you know boost your melatonin, enable the blue light filter on all of your devices, wear blue light blocking glasses when the sun goes down, you know, those door goggles we spoke about, Dim your lights, go by candlelight, or you can buy some amber-coloured bulbs, which kind of resemble campfire, I guess. Um, Switch your devices off an hour or two before bed. Eat no less than three hours before bed. Do some calming, relaxing things in the hour or two before bed. Get sunlight first thing in the morning, which helps set set you up for better sleep later that night. helps set your circadian rhythm. Like if melatonin needs to be boosted and um, elevated for you to sleep, you know, deeply at night time, you want melatonin to be down and kind of a bit of jump of a cortisol in the morning to, to get you up and going. So getting sunlight first thing in the morning helps that process and helps you wind down better the next night. Um, same thing with light movement and food. So you've got the sunlight. If you do a bit of movement in the morning and you get some food in there within the, the first 30 to 60 minutes, um, all of those um, can help you. I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, because um, I've been on the late shift, so I'm not going to work till like 2.30 in the afternoon, mm. getting home at quarter past 10 10 30 i'm not putting in place any of this stuff mm. and i'm not falling asleep till like 1 1 30 mm. waking up because i've got admin to do it like nine o'clock and just like my eyes have just been so puffy so yep. like heavy it's been a while since i've felt like you can actually feel the shit quality sleep yeah. you've just had like, you just feel out of it yeah yeah 100 like you're just floating around yeah that's actually probably like a really good way to describe it. How you're kind of just like coasting and just like flo- yeah. you're not in, you're not engaging nah. with life or conversations yeah. or problem solving or doing any of that good stuff. Yeah, you feel like you're still waking up like four hours later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it might be might be time to get those door goggles yeah, out and get them from back school, out uh, from work. Uh, the next hormone is cortisol. So cortisol is the stress hormone. It's the natural alert system to let you know when you're under duress, equipping your body with reserves to kind of fight or fly. Um, it's a really important hormone for heaps of reasons. Um, and there are healthy levels to have in the body, so it's not something to be super scared of. But consistently high cortisol levels um, can lead to anxiety, prolonged sickness, um, weight gain, memory problems, uh, migraines massively as well, heart problems, irritability, brain fog, and sleep issues. So the scary thing as well is not a lot of people know that they're super stressed. They're kind of just, like you said, they're floating, they're coasting, they're just like, ah, oh, whatever, that's just part of life, whatever. But shit just keeps getting added to their stress bucket. They're overly sedentary. They're having excess sugar, caffeine or alcohol. They're eating shitty foods. They're exercising in the wrong way. They're chronically under-eating, poor sleep, arguments, negative thoughts, breaking news, finances, illness, work, deadlines, like lots of sloshes into that stress bucket, which means they're 
cortisol levels are you know boosting, 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 and they're just remaining remaining high. And majority of those same people don't ever think about proactively managing their stress, and their body just gets accustomed with living in that chronically stressed state, which is not good. So again, there's two episodes we did in season one, which you can go uh, a lot deeper, but the best ways to manage excess cortisol cortisol is to have specific stress management techniques. So meditation and deep breathing techniques. Um, we did the, um, the two short inhales through the nose and then exhaling all the way through the mouth, the humming. Oh, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> yep, lovely. You can do box breathing through. <laughs> <laughs> Four, seven, eight, breathing, all that good stuff. Um, dialing in and improving your sleep quality can help with cortisol, improving your gut health, exercise, recovery, proper nutrition, practicing gratitude, um, re- removing toxic self-care and cleaning products. We'll talk about a bit more of that, that later. Um, laughing, singing and humming, listening to music, journaling, reading, walking, chatting to a mate, all these things. So just think about what activities help you feel grounded, rested, rejuvenated and be proactive every day, including elements of those things. So things that take one minute, things that take 10 minutes, things that take maybe an hour and just including them more often to pour some stress or that cortisol out of that bucket. Um, I just saw the laughing dot point on our little PowerPoint that no one can see. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was at work last night and um, – Todd, who has his show, it's like 8 p.m. till midnight. He has a laughing expert or like a happy expert. Yeah, I don't nice. know. Anyway, I don't know what he's an expert in, but it's something to do with being happy. <laughs> and he does laughing exercises. Yeah, right. And just listening to him make noise in sort of – he's not laughing. He's just making the sound of laughing. It yeah, makes right. you laugh. That's so sick. It's so funny. I'll, I'll do some homework. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll figure out um, what he's actually an expert <laughs> in yeah, and yeah. see if we can get some links and stuff. But I, I was sitting there. I didn't even tune into the first part of the conversation. I just you sort just of heard, heard the noises. I just heard noises and laughing. I was like, oh, some, someone must have said something yeah. funny. Yeah. But no, this guy is a professional like – happiness guru that's so sick and um yeah he was just like starting the um process of laughing like (laughs) 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 people laugh well we're like we're humans are like super (laughs) super social creatures and we've got these things called mirror neurons in our brain so we kind of like mimic what we see in front of us so it's like kind of like when you see someone crying on TV or a movie and you start kind of tearing up as well a little bit yeah. or you see someone smiling at you really widely so you smile back or someone laughing and you laugh back. It's yeah. this thing like you just mirror what you see. So that's why some um, happiness experts can say, you know, go into the mirror and just smile really widely at yourself and yeah. sometimes you either laugh at yourself or it starts to – you start to – it's like a reverse feedback loop. Your body start if you start acting in a certain way, your brain starts to perceive that you should be feeling like that. Yeah. If you get a pencil and pop it in your mouth mm. and you're doing that, it gives you that smile. Yeah. So people can actually start to feel good when they're feeling down. If you put a pencil in your mouth and it gives you that forced smile, it actually might I'm not gonna put that pencil yeah. back for everyone to use. <laughs> it's not our pencil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, well, you know, staying on the, the topic of happiness, um, the next one is happy hormones. So you may have heard of the happy hormones before, and I kind of lumped all of these together, but they are serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphins. So your body releases these kind of feel-good hormones or chemicals in response to your environment, relationships, diet, exercise, even your gut microbes, which is huge, and they play a major role in um, alleviating anxiety, preventing depressive symptoms, um, regulating stress responses, calming the nervous system, 
optimizing your digestion, sleep, brain functions, getting rid of them and heaps more. So these happy hormones are super, super important and they have a huge impact on mental health and overall well-being. So there's heaps of ways you can boost your levels naturally. So first up, we got dopamine, which is known as the, re- the reward chemical. So you can get this reward chemical release through eating healthy food, um, achieving goals, getting adequate sleep, managing stress, engaging in healthy habits. Um, you've also got oxytocin, which is known as the love hormone. You can get that through socializing, catching up with mates, physical touch, which is super, super, super important, um, petting animals, helping others or talking to people. So this is where the issue comes in with like social media and gaming and stuff like that. You get lots of dopamine from social media and gaming. Everyone's like, oh, you're connecting with people through that, but you don't get the oxytocin, which is that like physical being in someone's physical presence or touching them or hugging them and stuff like that, which is really, really, really important. So it's really important to tune into the fact that you have these four Mm. hormones and you just can't focus on one thing too much, right? So if you love your social media and your gaming, Mm. you're obviously having too much dopamine, but you really need to connect with the fact that you still need your love hormone, like oxytocin and connecting with people physically. Yeah. So there's this whole movement now called dopamine fasting. And what a lot of people will do is they'll cut out games, they'll cut out phone like technology, they'll cut out like all like TV, Netflix, like all that stuff, even like, so they'll go right back to basics, no listening to music, nothing. And they'll fast for like 24 to 48 hours from just like all that sort of stuff. Because in modern society, your dopamine reward center is just going fucking ham. Like (laughs) even, even like, um, Every time your phone dings with a notification, like a message from someone or you get a like on a picture or you're gaming or you have a bite of chocolate or you like all these little wins that you're having, your dopamine is going bing, 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 bing. And it's reinforcing and you're kind of your brain's just soaked in it. So dopamine is a really good chemical to have, obviously, but to, to fast from some of those things is really important as well. And or choose better ways to release dopamine through healthy food, achieving goals, getting good sleep, managing your stress, etc. And then obviously um, in, you know, COVID's been happening the last three or four years we're obviously on the tail end of it now it's not as big or anything like that Mm. but i think we've trained ourselves to keep this kind of social distance or to be kind of weird it's kind of a a bit of a gross feeling still between some people and you still see some people wearing masks or standing you know two two meters away from you and stuff like that but i think oxytocin is a really important hormone to have you know there's been studies where i think i want to mention this um on a different podcast um, but there was on a different podcast. No, no, maybe podcast episode, or maybe I was just thinking about it. There was <laughs> there was this study. Yeah, I'm not cheating on you. Uh, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> there was this. Um, there's been studies done on uh, like infants and and touch and neglect. And it's actually, it's, it's really sad. Oh, yeah, we spoke about this the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so some, some babies, they would be fed, but there wouldn't be any cooing or touching of the belly or picking up and holding or playing with them or anything like that for, like, years. And Jeez. it completely fucked them up, like, developmentally. Um, it's really important. It's awful. Mm, it's really important for us to get that touch from people and whether it's, you know, a mate or putting your arm around someone or hugging when you say g'day or even handshaking, um, giving your girlfriend or your partner or your wife or your husband, like giving them a long hug after the end of the day or something like that and just like holding like that touch is, is really important and lots of like, you know, pheromones are getting released and all that good stuff. Um, so it's like anything really. You need to have a good balance of all of 
all of the tasks mm. that release these hormones. Yeah. Just like you need to eat a balanced diet and yep. you need to stay hydrated. You know, you've got to have you've got to be doing all of these things to make sure all these hormones are getting released properly. Yeah. And it's just it's just lots of like I'm I'm not a fan of big complicated things. It's like just do lots of little things and a lot of them overlap. Like, you know, you, you get adequate sleep and you're getting dopamine released. You're also managing your cortisol. You're also getting good melatonin release. You're getting energy for the next yeah, day. Yeah. You're making better, you know, so like you focus on the big rocks and often it ends up taking care of a lot of the other things as well. Um, the other two hormones, are happy, happy hormones are the endorphins and they are painkillers or known as the painkillers. You get those from working out, exercising, laughter, listening to music, sex and meditation. And serotonin is known as the mood stabilizer, and that's from sunlight, mindfulness, being in nature, practicing gratitude, or thinking of happy memories. The next hormone we're going to talk about is estrogen. Um, estrogen is the female sex hormone, which is released by the ovaries. Um, it helps to regulate periods, develop eggs, ovulate, and build the lining of the uterus. Um, this hormone helps to maintain uh, brain, bone, and heart health. Um, it's also been shown, in shown to be beneficial in regulating the immune system as well. There's heaps of varying symptoms of too much or too little estrogen in the body, both of which can be super problematic. So with it, I didn't want to kind of like dive too deep into this, um, but if you go, uh, someone I really like who does talk about this is Dr. Jolene Brighton, Jolene, J-O-L-E-N-E, and Brighton, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-N. She's got loads of good stuff, um, especially about female hormone health, um, so be sure to check her out if you find, if you feel like as a female you're having these kind of problematic uh, symptoms with it when it comes to estrogen. The next one is testosterone, um, and low testosterone is an absolute epidemic in today's age. Uh, over several decades now, there's been a huge, huge, huge decline in testosterone levels um, in even adoles uh, adolescent or even like young adult males, and it can present itself in heaps of ways. I, I kind of call it like the get up and go, like drive hormone. It's that kind of like grit, and it's important for females as well. Um, but the way that it can pre present itself is lack of energy, low sex drive, low confidence, hair loss, uh, sense of apathy or depression, laziness, um, weak erections or lack of morning wood, um, and low bone mineral density as well. So it's a hormone that plays a huge role in regulating, you know, your sex drive, fat distribution, bone mass, muscle mass and strength, strength, um, production of red blood cells and sperm, hair growth, and even cognitive, cognitive function. So if you're lacking in the T levels, um, you're probably going to be suffering quite a lot. Um, but there's heaps of ways you can boost testosterone naturally. So managing your stress, again, that's that overlaps. If you're managing your stress, you're also boosting your testosterone, getting high quality sleep, strength training and lifting heavy shit, having sex, eating carbohydrates if you're physically active, um, being moderate with alcohol, losing body fat, getting sunlight, eating healthy fats, um, eating more beef, shellfish, egg yolks, tuna, salmon, sardines, beans, pomegranates, ginger, and green leafy vegetables. Um, a lot of those foods are high in like vitamin D and zinc. Um, and then consuming less vegetable oils, excess sugar, processed and ultra-processed foods, and fried foods. Those are all good ways to boost your testosterone levels naturally. It's amazing to me that like even just simply changing your diet mm. can just boost testosterone so, yeah. so much. yeah. Yeah, um, there's so many studies that have come out on those specific foods that I just outlined before, um, you know, pomegranates or ginger and how that can raise, uh, raise T levels by like 24% or 36% just from yeah. including more of that in your diet. Um, so those are, I uh, feel like, the main hormones that I wanted to discuss today. So you've got insulin, melatonin, cortisol, estrogen, testosterone, and the happiness hormones. Again, there's over 50 of them. Um, so you can go really down the rabbit hole and look at, like, your thyroid hormones. You can look at ghrelin. You can look at leptin, like, all those bits and pieces. But I think if you start to, you know, take note of all the bits and pieces that are overlapping between all of those and you just kind of smush them together, get a bit more sunlight, you know, get good quality sleep, um, eat good quality food, hydrate, all that good stuff. And then now we're going to touch on what are known as endocrine disruptors. So this is a huge, huge topic that's kind of 
I feel like it's becoming a bit more mainstream the last few years especially, um, but endocrine disruptors. So many chemicals, both natural and man-made, can mimic or interfere with the body's hormones, and these are known as endocrine disruptors. So some of these uh, chemicals act like hormone mimics, and they can trick our body into thinking that they're hormones. So you can imagine that key and lock analogy that I had before. You put some deodorant on, for example, um, and it contains a chemical that looks like the key that goes into a certain lock, if that makes sense. Ah, so this is actually one of the um, prevailing theories like as ghost. to what. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> I could have done the cheer one. <laughs> I normally would. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the prevailing theories as to why females are going through puberty at a younger age than they have um, that, that, than they normally would is because there's so many chemicals that are coming through in like deodorants and toothpaste and shampoos and conditioners and all the other chemicals that females put on their body, um, which is which is quite scary. Um, other endocrine disruptors block natural hormones from actually doing their job. Others can increase or decrease the levels of hormones in our body by affecting how they're made, broken down or stored. Um, and some can change how sensitive our bodies are to different hormones as well. So these chemicals have been linked to, to loads of adverse health problems, including, you know, alterations in sperm quality um, and fertility, uh, endometriosis, early puberty, like I mentioned before, uh, altered nervous system function, immune function, cancers, respiratory problems, metabolic issues, diabetes, so so many things. Um, you know, you might have heard about you know, BPA, for example. Like mm. that's that's one that a lot of people know. You got phthalates, you got like perfluorotonic acid, like you got all these different chemicals that are found in things like nonstick coating pans, plastic water bottles, like all these bits and pieces. So I'm going to dive into a bit of that today. Um, so you can find uh, these kind of chemicals in lots of everyday products, plastic bottles and containers, like I mentioned, um, the liners of metal food cans, detergents and other cleaning products, the non-stick coating on pans, the coating on receipts, food, toys, cosmetics, uh, self-care products and pesticides. So you are going to come into contact with a lot of these things. It's just part of you know everyday life. Like right now, I'm, I'm flipping a rubber around in my hand, and that's probably mm. got chemicals in it. So I'll probably toss that to the side right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to practice what you preach. But so it's best to try as best we can to limit our exposure as if possible. Like you could, you could sell up all your belongings, quit your job, and go live in like a cabin in the woods and just breathe the freshest of air and kill your own food and cook your own food and everything's grass-fed and all that sort of stuff, but go for it. But that's not real life. It's not <laughs> sustainable. Not sustainable. As best you can. If you can if you can just limit your exposure by making a few little changes in your cleaning products and what you do on a day-to-day basis, and that's really good. So the best way to limit your exposure to endocrine-disrupting chemicals is to wash your fruit and veg thoroughly to rinse it off uh, pesticides and then if you can, prioritise the Environmental Working Group's Dirty Dozen to buy organic if possible. So each year the Environmental Working Group comes out with the 12 food or produce items that are covered in the most pesticide residue when they hit their supermarket shelves in Woolworths, for example. Mm. Um, so they just released it, I think, two weeks ago for this year. Um, so you can prioritise buying them organic. And then there's a clean 15 list so you can let you know prioritise those less buying organic, just buy those conventional. Um, store your food in glass, stainless steel or ceramic rather than plastic. So plastic leaches into your food, especially when heated up. So if you've got hot food in there or if you heat it up in a microwave, those chemicals are leaching into your food and then you're downing them. Um, same goes for water bottles. Should hopefully be glass, stainless steel, et cetera, et cetera, like rather than keeping them in plastic. Um, you can limit your intake of uh, canned foods, which are often lined with chemicals on the inside. Consider using a water filter. 
Replace non-stick pans with cast iron or stainless steel. You know, it's very nice to have your food not stick to the bottom of the pan, um, but to, to save you taking out in all those um, chemicals that are coming into your food as you're heating the pan up, just use a bit of elbow grease and get a cast iron or stainless steel and clean it yourself. <laughs> um, don't take receipts if possible. Um, you know, I know you need to keep receipts for certain certain items, but if you can limit your, 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 your picking up and putting your fingers on the receipts that coating actually gets onto your fingers then often people take a receipt and they go eat which is pretty gross one thing i notice when i do the grocery shopping is the whole process of going to the shops putting all the stuff in your trolley going through the checkout (laughs) putting it in the car getting home getting it out of the car and then putting it in the pantry or the fridge or whatever like if you wash your hands after that whole process, you'll be like, oh my God, my there's hands a lot were there. so dirty. Yeah. Like there's just so much stuff that you touch. Just then in it's that nuts. one instance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that kind of leads me on to another one is to, to make sure you wash your hands thoroughly before your meals and stuff. Cause you're probably just getting so much dirt, grit and grime and uh, other bits and pieces off there. Um, choose your cleaning and self-care products carefully. Um, so you want more naturally derived ingle- ingredients. Same with um, your cosmetic products for women. There's studies that are coming out saying that women put like over 168 chemicals on their body on a day, a day on average through, you know. A day? Yeah, yeah, through, through you know, hairspray and shampoo and conditioner and eyeliner and foundation and blush and this, that and the other. Like there's so many chemicals in, can, contained with all those things. Um, and then also fragrances. Fragrances can contain hundreds of chemicals yeah, just right. to make it smell a certain way. So if you can get fragrance-free products or, you know, change up your, your candles to like soy candles, um, or, you know, make sure that your your uh, dishwashing liquid or your soaps, all of those things don't contain fragrances. That'd be really good. Goss, before we recap, because I'm an absolute research weapon, <laughs> I've got the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, nice. EWG that we just spoke about a short yeah, time ago. For so 2023? 2023's Shopper's Guide to Pesticides in Produce. So I'll go from uh, bottom to top. So there's actually oh, the, there's actually 12. Yeah, because it's a dozen. Yes, dickhead. <laughs> 12 green beans, 11 blueberries, oh, bugger. Blue- which is sucks, uh, 10 cherries, which is fine. You can <laughs> give or, <laughs> or take. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> uh, nine bell or, and hot peppers, so capsicum, Capsicums, yeah. chilies, uh, eight grapes, seven apples, six nectarines, five pears, four peaches, three kale, collard and mustard greens. So Swiss chard. Yep. Silver beet. Yuck. Um, two, <laughs> two spinach and one straws. Yeah, straws um, have, I think last year they were knocked off the perch, but for the pre- previous four or five years before that, they were always number one. Really? So what that means is these foods, are, are these, these bits of produce, these fruits and veggies, are literally uh, sprayed with pesticides to keep um, uh, keep little buggies off them from eating them and stuff like that, which is fine or whatever. Um, and keep microbes from eating them and bacteria from eating them. Mm. But then you are then ingesting those pesticides and it is fucking with your inside gut lining and your internal gut bacteria. Um, it's not letting the healthy bacteria reproduce. It's killing things off. And you get them on your fingers and your hands. And if you, even if you just – you can get these like um, pesticide – uh, uh, like washing kind of chemicals and stuff like that. So you just kind of put it into the sink and then rinse your foods. Or if you just want to rinse them, you know, get your apple and really rinse it, rinse it well and kind of give it a good scrub, then you can uh, get a lot of it off. Do you want the clean 15, Goss? I'd love it. I'd love it. So these are the ones you don't – you can buy conventional if you need to. Yeah, least contaminated food according to EWG. Uh, number one, 
avocados. I'm going top to bottom because this is a really poorly <laughs> formatted <laughs> fucking website um, and they should have a good hard look at themselves. So number one is avocados. Uh, two, sweet corn, which is surprising to me a little bit. Um, three, pineapple. I mean, that makes sense because they've got the big fucking hard... Skin on them. Capsule. Yeah. <laughs> around it. Shield casing. armor. Yeah. yeah. Like an armadillo. <laughs> uh, four, onions. Again, layers. Um, Thanks, <laughs> Five, papaya. Six, frozen sweet peas. Seven, asparagus. Eight, honeydew melon. Is that the one that smells yeah. hell fucked? No, it's durian. That's durian. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Nine, kiwi fruit. Again, big sort of hard, hard sort of fairy <laughs> <laughs> Ten, cabbage. Eleven, mushrooms. Chloe will be happy. Yeah, we stoked that. Uh, Twelve, carrots. Do nice. you peel your carrots before you cook them? Oh, I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a peeler. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Uh, Contentious subject, though. It is. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback. <laughs> uh, Thirteen, mangoes. 14 watermelon, 15 sweet potatoes. Lovely. Yeah. So, so no no ordinary potatoes in either list. On either list. So, so that's maybe just, yeah. A lot proceed of those with, foods, Proceed with caution. Yeah. A lot of those foods in common have like a really hard or tough sort of exterior. Yeah. I would, to be honest, I would probably just buy conventional things that do have that hard or tough exterior yeah. anyway, because it kind of gives it that somewhat of protection um, yep. versus things like strawberries where it's literally sprayed onto the skin, which you devour. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's, that was that's fun. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> trivia. Well, I hope you got something trivia. out of that. Uh, <laughs> let's recap hormones. All right. So hormones are little chemical messengers that tell other parts of your body what to do and when to do it. You can balance them totally in lots, like, you know, get a really big uh, head start on balancing them through natural means where possible. You want to limit your exposure to those endocrine disrupting chemicals if possible and contact a licensed professional if you feel like you are having hormonal issues. Alrighty, Gossa. Mm-hmm. We're at that time of the week again. Everybody's favourite segment. Yeah, recipe of the week. No one's reached out. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going so to keep going anyway. No no feedback is good feedback. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll keep rolling with yeah. it. Uh, before we get into this week's recipe of the buffalo chook, buffalo mm-hmm. chicken, I forgot to rate the pork, pork ribs ribbies. from the yeah. other week, uh, last week. 10 out of 10. <laughs> they just, the ratings keep getting better. So that that is officially the highest rating dish we've done. Yep. And yep. I wasn't super thrilled with my cooking process i mean you literally because that was the rush wasn't it it was yeah. rushed so the the beauty of the pork ribs is once you've cooked the ribs in the slow cooker you get all the juice at the bottom of the slow cooker mm. and you s- s- slather it on you scoop all that out and put it in a little pot and then uh some almond flour or tapioca flour uh and you make this like little gravy sauce thing oh. <laughs> It's so good. So and ten out of ten, far yeah, out. And yeah. I rushed that process, so um, I uh, want to do it again, big time. So ten out of ten for the for the porky ribs, uh, the buffalo chook, another sensational dish, guys. Nice. What's yeah. the rating though? Nine out of nine. ten. <laughs> well, that's good because that's the last three is nine, ten, nine. Correct. So, yeah. so I probably would have given it given it ten, um, but I've had that many buffalo chicken sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> over the last week. <laughs> Chloe's uh, not helping. Chloe no. has not helped out <laughs> at all. So it's just been me hoeing through this buffalo chook. Um, 
delicious, easy. Yeah. Like it's very similar to the pork ribs. Like you just get your protein, mm. throw it in the slow cooker. Um, the recipe says breast. Chicken, mm. I went with thigh. Yeah, right. I just prefer thigh. I don't know why. Yeah, um, Go for it. And it, I I was making it and I was like, gee, I hope this pulls apart. Did it? It's, and it did. Yeah, nice. Big time. Yeah, yeah. So um, you'll see that in the in the photos and video on uh, on at the Busy Blokes podcast Instagram page. But yeah, pulled apart brilliantly. Love that. Um, so yeah, I probably wouldn't have noticed. Uh, for me, breast, I don't like breast chicken. It's more of a texture thing. I yeah, find right. it a bit chewy and sometimes a bit dry. Yeah, whereas um, thigh, because the thigh's got a high fat content. So correct. It's like, yeah, a bit. Yep. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably why I haven't seen a dip on the scales this week. We've got to mm. touch on that. <laughs> Because there's a fuckload of butter in the buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be um, careful. So it's when, good. It's good when you got to, uh, you know, you, you dish it up to a lot of people, and then maybe you yeah. have a helping hand in the days after. But if you're eating it day in and day out, it's like if you're eating one very and a half calorie. kilos of um, buffalo chicken <laughs> with buttery, buttery oh, goodness in there. It's very good though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was exciting. Um, we just did that. I initially did that up in um, like almost little slider, um, burgy mm. things. Um, so with a uh, made a slaw. Um, and a, just a little bit of cheese and hot sauce in there, and yep. the way you go. Yeah, so so easy because the the cooking of the buffalo chicken it's in the slow cooker. Mm. So you throw the chook in there, you throw your spicy mm. sauce mix in there, and fucking let it yeah. do its thing. So, so we'll, we'll do it with um, lettuce cups just to yeah, save a fuck, fuck ton of calories and carbs there. Yeah, um, or we'll just make kind of like a, a pull, like a pulled taco-y kind of bowl. So do it with like a little bit of rice yeah. and like the coleslaw and some beans and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that's where, what that's what I needed to do um, if I had, was a bit more organised. Definitely a little healthier than I was this week, but that's all right. You have those <laughs> weeks, don't you? Okay, this week, cookies and cream smoothie. Whew, I needed something, something quick. quick and easy. <laughs> <laughs> quick turnaround for the next episode. I'm flat out. Yeah. Um, and I've already cooked all my dinners this week, so <laughs> I'm a weapon. Uh, so cookies and cream smoothie uh, looks great in the photo. Um so I'm looking forward to yeah. having a go at that. There's an avocado in it, I've yeah. just noticed. So, so it's just a big, a big fat bomb. Yeah. yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't make you fat. I don't need it um, after the buffalo chip. <laughs> but if you need some healthy fats um, in your diet, give one of those a big bit of a bang. Um, and it's quick, easy, thick and creamy and tasty. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Busy Blokes podcast. It's your one-stop shop for all your health hacks, tips and tricks that will have you feeling healthier and happier and stronger than ever. Thank you to Chris and the team at Digital Loop Australia for having us. Really appreciate it. And if you're a content creator or freelancer, videographer, uh, these guys have you sorted. So check out their social pipes at Digital Loop Australia. Thanks, Damo, for your audio wizardry behind the scenes, mate. Really appreciate it. And we'll catch you next week. Love you, Dad. <laughs>